Mitch. Thank you, ESPN. Mid-12 open for business. Mitch Harper. Where were you on August 4th? 2023 Cougar Tracks podcast is off and running on this historic day in college athletics the Big 12 Conference Big 12 open for business oh they are open for business all right the Big 12 delivers the four corner schools they are up to 16 members and it brings Utah and BYU back together again I'm sharing my thoughts here on the podcast. The four corner schools coming to the Big 12. And oh, by the way, Oregon and Washington off to the Big 10. The Pac-12, Pac-4 is on its last legs. They seem to be done. Unpacking all of this on this epic day in college athletics and where we go from here and what it all means for BYU. It was kind of crazy today going down to the BYU student-athlete building going for a typical fall camp practice and then seeing the news that Oregon and Washington are going to the Big Ten. And it was just surreal to go to BYU practice knowing that these players and coaches are going through these drills and have no idea that the landscape just shifted dramatically. Kalani Satake came off the field and he was talking with a few of us in the media just privately off the record and you could just tell he had no idea that Oregon and Washington were bounced. They, they were saying deuces to the Pac-12, and they were off to the Big Ten. It was a wild day, though. I mean, you started off in the morning, and then there's thoughts of, ooh, the Pac might save itself. They might get the grant of rights signed. They might get the media rights. Arizona's not coming because of the Board of Regents. Arizona State and Utah are holding on. It's an, it's an insane day, but here's the thing. The Big 12 Conference. Big 12 open for business. They are in a better place than where they were yesterday. The Big 12. Big 12 open for business. They are open for business. And they have shown they are far and away the third best league in college athletics. And they are here to stay when it comes to whatever iteration college athletics turns to in any postseason. College football, college basketball. You need to have the Big 12 part of this conversation. Big 12 open for business. It's a league that's going to be better than ever, and I think it's going to be a dynamite league with the matchups. You think about it. Losing Texas and Oklahoma, it's almost like the league got better because then they could act. They can make moves. Now, I know Cougar fans listening to this are probably thinking, but Utah's in the Big 12, and I'll get to all of that. But just looking at the Big 12 being strengthened, getting the 16 teams, and BYU's part of that mix. I don't know about you, Cougar Nation, but that's a deal that I think BYU would have taken any day of the week the last 12 years during independence in the WCC. And if someone would have said, you're going to be paired with Utah too in this Big 12 You would have taken it because it's a heck of a lot better than Independence or the WCC. The Pac-12, they haven't dissolved yet. They issued another statement, and it was just a bad look once again for the league. I kind of asked myself, who's issuing this statement? Who's left? They said, today's news is incredibly disappointing. 
for student-athletes, fans, alumni, and staff of the Pac-12 who cherish the over 100-year history, tradition, and rivalries of the Conference of Champions. We remain focused on securing the best possible future for each of our member universities, end quote. You feel bad for them, Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, Cal, but the Pac-12, they buried themselves for so many years. I talked about it before on a previous podcast. We won't get into all of it, but that's been a league that stuck their nose at everyone. The elitist attitude, they've had so many chances to save themselves, and they just always thought they were better than they were. And because of that attitude, they went broke. They're belly up. They're done. They're going to have to, what, backfill with four members from the Mountain West and have to pay $32 million in fees to get those teams out or get SMU, who will probably pay anything to get out, maybe Tulane. It's not looking pretty. I mean, if I'm Stanford, I'm probably going independent. Cal Berkeley should probably shut shut it down with football. Oregon State, Washington State, you're in the Mountain West. And people saying they feel bad for Oregon State and Washington State, and I do. Like I went to the Washington State game in 2021. It's a cool place, and there's history there. I mean, you think about Ryan Leaf, Drew Bledsoe, good teams on the Palouse. They've had great games, those foggy nights on the Palouse, on FSN. I mean, it's good stuff. But at the same time, how much of their success was just latching on to USC, riding the coattails, and now they've kind of gotten a reality of who they truly are. Because no one would ever say BYU was an inferior program in Brandon, Washington State, yet they were anointed Power Five because they were in the right zip code. They were right in the right state, the right geography, the right politics. It's probably just a case of reality. College sports going forward are going to be better than ever. I had this conversation on Jake and Ben, and, and I think they kind of disagreed with me, and they think that it's you know the doomsday for the dark day for college athletics, but why? Like, no one was whining and complaining for the legacy eight in the Big 12 when Texas and Oklahoma left. Everyone's just like, oh, Big 12's done. See ya. No one was worrying about them. No one cared. I remember getting an exchange on social media. Someone in, in the local media wrote an article about saying, it's now a power four. This was in 2021 before BYU got officially added to the Big 12, and it looked like they were going to be going. But it said, like, it's going to be a power four now. And I thought, there's there's no... Big 12 football still power conference. As long as the NCAA is involved with football, they're going to have that autonomous legislation just like the Pac-12. And the Big 12's got some resiliency to them. But there was just always like, yep, Big 12's done. See you later. Away you go. Oh, you got to get Texas and Oklahoma if you're the SEC. You got to do that move. Look, this is different. This is in your face where you're seeing it dissolve and you got the 24-7 news cycle with social media. But I truly believe these matchups on television, the atmospheres, the intensity, it's going to be great. People are knocking these truck stop leagues and in the, the locations. Folks, I'd asked these Pac-12 teams before, were you actually going to these big cities? Because I looked in the stands at these games and it was half empty. Big 12 fans are going to show up. They're going to go to the gate. They're going to show up to the stadium, and you're going to have more resources and revenue. Guess what? You're going to have more intensity. The Pac-12 had a divide. You had a juggernaut in USC who took a massive dip over a decade, and then you had some really good football brands 
in Washington and Oregon, you had an upstart, a rising upstart in Utah, but you had so many different visions of what athletics means in a university, whereas the Big 12, they all look at athletics as the front porch of their university, a way to show the casual person who they are. Stanford, they're not pressed. Yeah, they issued a statement today, and they're going to explore their options, but they're not pressed about this. They'll find a way. They'll make it work. They can go independent. They'll probably eventually get to the Big Ten one day, but they're not pressed. There was no stress about it. Big 12 schools were stressed beyond belief when they were down to eight and they had to figure out their future. Bob Bowlesby secured their future, and then Brett Yormark has taken it to a new level. Big 12 open for business. Brett Yormark crystallized the Big 12 Conference. This league is here to stay. They're stable. they got strength in numbers now. And BYU is part of that mix. Utah's coming to the league. I know Cougar Nation, probably not happy about that move. But here's my thought. It, to be completely transparent, I honestly wanted to see BYU operate in a conference, a football conference, without Utah because they've never done it. Even back in the day of the Rocky Mountain Conference in 1922, it's always been in a league with BYU. So 2023, or excuse me, with Utah. So 2023 is going to be the only year where BYU is doing a conference football league without Utah. So enjoy it. And I wanted to see what BYU could do on their own because they were told for a decade plus they're far inferior, they're beneath Utah, all that, and I understand the, the plight from BYU fans that they wanted to say, hey, we got our thing, we're good, you enjoy the pack or whatever you got, we're going to do our thing in the Big 12 and hold it down. But the thing is, is that thinking about this more and seeing it official on Friday night, BYU was never going to pull the plug on Utah. And what I mean by that is that Utah, from the moment they got to the pack, they were finding ways to not schedule BYU and not deal with BYU. Case in point, the Michigan series and ending the football rivalry. The basketball game going out for $80,000 due to safety concerns. BYU was never going to do that. Even if Utah would, would have ended up in the Mountain West again, BYU was always going to schedule Utah. So if you're going to play them, hey, why not have the games actually mean something? Because these non-conference tilts have meant nothing. Nothing at all. The, the feelings of beating the Utes in 2021 felt good for Cougar fans because it ended a losing streak. It coincided with the Big 12 invite. But really, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't mean squat. Utah still won the Pac-12. They still went to the Rose Bowl. Imagine that win if it takes away Utah from going to the Big 12 title, from going away to the playoff, or vice versa, Utah ending BYU's playoff hopes. That means a lot more. And BYU-Utah doesn't have those grand stakes every year when they were in the whack in the Mountain West. They, they didn't always have that. There were some games where it was... Five and six BYU or five and five BYU versus, you know, six and four Utah or three and seven Utah. But because they were in a league and because they had so many comparables and they had so much crossover in recruiting, it had a lot of intensity because that game meant a lot at the end of the year. And you get back to that by being in a league. The basketball series has just been a joke. BYU's dominated that, but no one talks about it because. One, college basketball has lost a little bit of juice. That will be elevated, by the way. I'll say that. 
but no one cares about a December 4th game in non-conference. No one cares. They don't. That's going to be elevated too. You're still always playing them. Why not have it mean something? Why have it be a random Wednesday in December? And I, I love the contest. I love the competition. And there's so many side antics with Utah and the social media and the fans and, and vice versa. BYU's got their share too. And I know the nastiness that's gone on. And Cougar fans, I, I know how you feel. I, I, I've seen it. I've seen all these these stories over the year of Darren Lucy, the the built bar bolt. I mean, just some of the crazy things that this rivalry has produced. But the thing is, you can't tell me there's no game that Cougar fans cherish more than beating Utah. I mean, how many times has BYU put up social media videos and said POV having those thoughts of when they beat the Utes in 2021. It's just, it means so much. And you throw that down on a Thanksgiving weekend. This is the best rivalry in the big 12 and TV networks probably love that. And, and the big 12, big 12 open for business. They had to act fast. There was a report late on Friday night that Ross Dellinger from Yahoo Sports reported the ACC presidents were scheduled to meet Friday to further discuss the league's latest expansion plan. Recent Big 12 acquisitions likely ended any westward expansion plans. The league seriously explored adding five to seven Pac-12 schools. So the Big 12 had to act, and I think that gives you a lens into why the Big 12 said, all right, bring them on. They had to strengthen themselves. They did, and you know, it's good for business. This is what it's about. It's big business. And I get the, the, the fan that's like, this is, this is too much. This is too radical compared to what I'm used to with college athletics. But, I, again, I just point to the last 20 years, last 30 years, realignment has been going on so much, so much. And I just feel like the sport... And look, there's the chance that the SEC and the Big Ten, maybe they do break off one day. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they do. The thing is, is that I think there's going to be a lot of fun and there's going to be a lot of entertainment, regardless of how the power structure of the sport works, competing in the Big 12. And again, having that strong of a basketball league is going to give the Big 12 a seat at a lot of tables, I believe. And I don't think these networks, Fox and ESPN, they want to have a sport that's only two leagues and only, well, I know it's getting pretty much to be the whole country, but Southeast and majority of the Midwest. I think you want to still have it a national sport, and the Big 12 gives you the national component. So I think there's a lot of value, and I think these additions do bring value. And I think it's, you know, and I think, again, it's okay for Cougar fans to not be as excited about this move. I, I get it. I completely get it because I think that a lot of BYU fans wanted their time in the spotlight with the Big 12. But I just think the intensity, the interest in the state, this is Big 12 country now. And Ute fans are going to consume BYU stuff a lot more, and I think vice versa. There's going to be a lot more interest to follow Utah again. I just think that's pretty cool. And... You know, it was kind of interesting, and, and not to make it about myself or or my personal personal life or whatever, but it was kind of cool. My son, I came home from BYU football practice, and my oldest son, who's 10, Max, 
he said because he saw the the ESPN alerts on his on his little iPad. He says Utah coming to the Big Twelve. He said, "Yeah, they're they're coming. They they just applied, and it's going to go down." He said, "I just can't wait to see BYU and Utah in the same conference." Like you know, we know the older fans, the older people that have been around this thing for a long time. We know what that was like back in the day with the WAC and the Mountain West. Young kids today, they don't know that. They don't know a world of BYU and Utah being in the same league. So for this next generation of fan, they might be pumped. And what does Brett Yormark want? Younger, hipper, cooler. Big 12. Big 12 open for business. It's a younger, hipper, cooler league. Look at the the makeup of the, the, the teams that are in the Big 12. It is a cool conference, and all 16 teams are going to feel like they have a chance to win. Arizona, Arizona State, Baylor, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, Colorado, Houston, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, Utah, and West Virginia. That's a cool league. I, I mean, maybe it's the NCAA football video game in me fan that's just like, heck yeah, that's making my own conference type stuff. That's a good league, and that's going to be a phenomenal product for television. And then you add the component of the behind-the-scenes access with these TV broadcasts, locker room access. Brett Yormark gets it, man, and this guy has just done an incredible number. I put out a tweet. He's got conference realignment, Riz. He's got it. He's been additive. He's done a brilliant job with the Big 12. And, I, again, I wasn't completely like, please bring BYU and Utah together again. I didn't need it. I didn't need it in my life. But now that it's here and you go, BYU is always going to play these guys in every sport no matter what because BYU didn't have the, the <laughs> for lack of a better term, I, you know where I'm going with, to actually pull the plug and say, nope, we're going to, we're going to big-time you and just we're going to do our thing in the Big 12. They were never going to do that. So play them in a league. Play them with actual stakes on the line instead of a Tuesday night baseball game. Getting ready for your weekend slate. Now it means something. There's actual heat to these matchups. I love it. Now that it's here, it's like, bring it on. Let's go. And it's going to have to level up Kalani Satake. It's got to level up Mark Pope. the jockeying to be the king of the state. It's a great storyline. I love it. It's fantastic. College sports is going to be great. You know, Arizona State is interesting to me. You know, Arizona State and Utah, they clearly didn't want to be in this thing. It's fine. They they like $31.7 million, though. Arizona getting added... It's a big addition. Arizona, I think, was always a pipe dream for the Big 12. I mean, they were a, a program that was thought of even in the early 2010s. I think there's always been that pipe dream with the Big 12 landing Arizona, and their basketball fits fen- just phenomenal fit. Their fans have got to be excited. They were staring down a world where Arizona basketball was going to be on Apple TV+. Plus. you kidding me? Like, I have it. I have Apple TV. I know how to access it. It's not an issue for me. 
But it's like, are you kidding me? I'm not tuning into that. I'm not flipping over to Apple TV to watch baseball. Come on. I'm not watching that. Arizona basketball, that great blue blood program that they are, was staring that down. Now, instead, they go to ESPN and Fox. Fox is going to have a huge handle in, in basketball for the Big 12. Teaming up with Kansas, teaming up with Baylor, every league, every team in this new Big 12 in basketball, except for UCF, is a top 100 program in the all-time program rankings, according to Ken Palm. Since 1997 to 2023, Arizona's in the top 10. They're number 7. Kansas is 3. Baylor's 20. BYU's in the 40s, Utah's in the 50s, UCF's 103, loaded basketball league, incredible. And I'm curious to see what Yormark does next. Does he find a way to get UConn or Gonzaga as well as basketball-only members? Or do you stop? I think some of the big questions I have now going forward, what becomes of scheduling? Because there's going to be a pinch with non-conference scheduling, and that's going to be something BYU's faced with now that Utah's off the books in Arizona for conference play. Does the Big 12 go to 10 conference games to give Fox and ESPN so much inventory? Maybe. Does basketball go from 18 games to 22 games? I'll tell you, I want to see more Big 12 basketball. I don't want to limit the opportunities to go to these venues and see these games. I, I, I want to see that. So I think you got to definitely bump it up from 18 to at least 20. I'd say around 22. A lot of questions to be answered. Another thing I think we learned from all this, too, is that how crazy was it that so many media members knocked the potential for this story. And you go, why did they do that? Why on earth did they say the Big 12 had no chance at landing these teams? Because, again, what has the Pac-12 done? They haven't been to the playoffs since 2016. They haven't won a basketball title since 1997. Why are they so superior to the Big 12? And look, I understand Utah and Arizona State waited till the last hour to make this move. But the Big 12 got it done. And, you know, Brett Yormark's got a whiteboard, and he loves ideas. You wonder, and he talked a lot about his realignment plan. You wonder if it was just executed to a T. I mean, that guy has been nails. Mike Gundy last year, Oklahoma State head coach, said Brett Yormark has intel on every Pac-12 school, on all of them. He knows everything about them. He did his homework, and he executed everything perfectly. And this is going to be a really good league for the Big 12, and I just think, again, that this is going to be a very entertaining conference. But it's, it's wild to think how there was no critical thought by many of the people that cover the Pac-12 and how they didn't just counter and think, is what they're feeding me just complete lies? Because you think about what 
George Klyavkov said two weeks ago, just two weeks ago at Media Day. That feels like a lifetime ago. And he's just like, yeah, we'll sign a deal. The longer we wait, the better our options get. He had nothing. He had Apple TV for about 22, 24 million. No. It was all she wrote. Curious to see when Oregon and Washington get a full share in the Big Ten. I think that's a good move. I think that's going to work out very well for them. I mean, financially, they're going to be at a disadvantage, and they're probably never going to win that thing. I mean, they could. I, I think they've got the ability. Oregon, especially if they recruit it, continue to recruit at a, a top 10 level. But wild times. And I'm ready for it. I, I just think that college sports has gotten to a 365 cycle. This is all year, man. The, these teams just absorb so much oxygen. Fans like yourselves that are listening, you want to consume this content. You care deeply about it. And when your team's in the mix, that's exciting stuff. And BYU earned this, man. Like, the timing worked out well, but it's a cool league. And I just think that it's going to be so fascinating. The storylines are going to just be compelling. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see it all and really dive deep to this. Now the new iteration, the truly new Big 12 going forward after Texas and Oklahoma beginning in 2024, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great league. BYU, though, got to continue to level it up. (laughs) I think that's one of the messages I take away for BYU. Yeah, focus on this football season and all that, but once the season concludes in football and and basketball, you got to keep ratcheting up things because – Financially, you'll be at a little bit of a disadvantage compared to these incoming Power 5 teams. So you got to keep working your way up. How can you get creative and close the gap financially? What can you do to enhance the, the facilities, enhance everything about your program so you are the top Big 12 program in the state? That's the challenge now for BYU, and I think having a direct competitor can be a good thing too. It can really push a program to move faster and to be a little bit more aggressive than maybe they would have been otherwise. Fun times ahead for BYU in the Big 12 Conference. 16 teams. August 4th is going to be a day we will remember for a very long time, I think, in college athletics. I mean, this is one of the ultimate realignment shifts ever. And to that degree, when people say this is a dark time and it's crazy and it's unprecedented, I get it. But still, realignment has happened a long time, and there has not been a seat at the table for programs like BYU for a very long time. For all the little guys, Cincinnati, Houston, TCU, they've been told they haven't been good enough. Utah for a long time. Look, these teams that have moved up, they've all shown they, they, can, they can play some high-level ball. And I'm excited to see what this new Big 12 Conference can do with the energy they have. And I just think... You hope, the one concern I have is that Utah and Arizona State, not Arizona, Arizona State, Utah and Arizona State, match the excitement and the intensity and the passion that these other schools have shown in the Big 12. All of this doesn't happen without the unity in the Big 12 membership 
since the four schools were added with BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. The Legacy 8 added the four new members, and they brought them in like they were longtime members, and they've been treated like equals. And there's been so much energy, there's been so much momentum, and it's allowed Brett Yormark to operate in a fast-paced environment and make a lot of moves. You hope Arizona State and Utah do the same thing and fall in line. Because the last thing you want to hear is that they're causing headaches, they're causing blowback to where they can't push forward on things. No, this isn't the big this isn't the Pac twelve. Where you drag your feet and then you point to your academic research and you're done. You gotta get things done in this conference. And now with realignment somewhat done, I think you always keep your eye peeled with these moves. You now can put your focus into other areas into the health and strength of the Big 12 Conference going forward. So, again, exciting times for the league, exciting times for BYU and this conference and KSL Sports. We'll have you covered with everything. Big 12 Conference, as we've been doing since the moment BYU got the invite. Big 12 open for business. I'll have you all covered with everything Big 12 here on kslsports.com, the KSL Sports app, KSL News Radio. Cougar Sports Saturday is going to be loaded tomorrow, so tune in. I'll catch you next time here on the Cougar Tracks podcast, and it's always powered by kslsports.com.